Okay, we got two. We got to the to the almost to the end of base, where the Rebbe just explained the three different levels of iskashus. Iskashus of the mitzvah. So we're trying to understand the question: How it is that itzum Shayom is mechaper? And we, we finally did, right? Because what, what, what's Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a revelation of the third level of, of our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We said there's three levels. There's a level of mitzvah, which is the most external. I'm connected. On that level, I'm connected if I'm doing a mitzvah, and I'm not connected if I'm not doing a mitzvah. It doesn't mean that I, I mean, do, I'm connected to something negative necessarily, but on that level of connection to the Ebrister, so the connection is, is brought about through the mitzvah. And if there's no mitzvah, then there's no connection. Though Malchus Shemai, when the Rebbe does also add Kabbalah Sol, so Kabbalah Sol is a more general state of being, but it's still dependent on some external reality. There's a deeper level that's expressed by Tshuva. And how do we see that in the Yid? You see that in the Yid, that when the Yid destroys the first level, he's bothered by that and desires to come back. So obviously there's some deeper connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu beyond simply the performance of mitzvahs, because even if he doesn't have this performance or he... It's something on that level that was that was untoward. There's still a deeper level, and that's expressed in tshuva. And then the, level, the rabbi talks about the third level. The third level is the essential connection of the essence of the soul with the essence of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is a connection that can't be affected positively or negatively by anything that happens in Elam Hazar or anywhere, right? or in Gan Eden. The shamas in Gan Eden don't affect that level either. It's an essential connection that is what it is. Oh. Therefore, the Rebbe says, in the bottom of 131, the top of 132, so that, that explains Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the revelation of that level of connection. And the Machlekes is, how do I tap into that? How, I, how do I access that level of connection? How is that revealed? Is it revealed simply by virtue of the fact that it's Yom Kippur, and that's Rebbe? Or is it revealed by virtue of the fact that I did Tshuva? Now, obviously, the revelation is much greater than the Tshuva I did. That's obvious. But it's revealed by virtue of my truth. I have to, so to speak, open the door to go in the room. But what's in the room is far beyond anything that I could do simply by opening the door. The Ace and Adargas, and those and those levels, Shacheti Gio Pagam that the Avera reaches and affects negatively, blemishes, literally. I mean, there are levels of reality that Avera affects. Obviously, conscious me is very powerfully affected by the Avera. That's the part of me that's doing the Avera, and that's the part of me that's, at that moment, can we talk about someone else? Ruvain. It's the part of Ruvain that's doing the Avera, and that's the part of Ruvain that's completely and totally connected to the Avera. That, 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 yeah, it doesn't have to be completely and totally connected, because we know Ruvain might, at the same time that he's doing the Avera, might be thinking to himself, you know, gee, this is an Avera, and I don't know if I say that. But bottom line, his conscious reality is very powerfully connected by, uh, affected by that, to such an extent that we know it also makes doing an Avera easier. Later, I mean, doing the same Aveira another time would be easier by virtue of the fact that he did it once, right? Aveira, Gerera, Aveira, and that's psychological. Okay, that's part of his conscious reality. Superconscious him, obviously there's higher levels of his neshama that are also affected very powerfully by that event, right? It, 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 it affects the health of the neshama in general. Okay, that's clear, that's obvious, but... What about Etzim and Neshama? So Etzim and Neshama is not affected by that. But here the Rebbe is talking about the levels that are affected. But Ais and Dargis, on those levels of, of uh, the Neshama, Yesh Lifel Shetei Kapar. One has to do something. Lifel means to act or to cause, that there should be Kapar. Because after all, those parts of my neshama are affected. Those parts of Ruven's neshama. Ruven's neshama is affected by what he did in Elam Hazar. Ruven ate something that he's not supposed to eat. Okay, so physically it, ha- it might have been incredibly healthy organic. I mean, you know, usually organic is not so trafe, but who knows. Well, it could be, because it could be organic and no one took trumas and maestros, so it's almost poison. Right, okay, so, so he ate this incredibly organic uh, carrot that no one took trumas and maestros. So inside his body, it's, it's a very healthy carrot. Inside his neshama, it's unbelievably unhealthy carrot. Okay, so that affects his neshama. 
just like eating something unhealthy affects your goof. So in order to undo that effect, I have to do something. Vahini fellas, and how is that brought about, that kapara? Bemsalsa chuva. Chuva affects those levels of my neshama that are affected negatively by the by the uh, by my by by wrongdoing. Right now we talked about chuva's effect on my conscious state, right? If I have karata, so then that karata undoes the pleasure. The true karata means I'm no longer getting pleasure from the fact that a certain Avera happened whenever it happened, right? Ruven. Ruven doesn't get any pleasure from the Avera. As a matter of fact, the, the Avera causes Ruven anguish. Exactly the opposite. So he's clearly cleansed himself from that from that state of being. That's tshuva. Hapeel is etzel adam, right? That, that affects a person. Tshuva affects a person. And also above. Even 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 those levels of his neshama that are super conscious, what we call chayish of nefesh, he's kashrus ma he's kashrus ma Right, tshuva brings about a deeper connection. Even his super conscious, we mean, how will super conscious be expressed? Ratzon, ratzon is 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 in in mitzad the nefesh of we probably call ratzon subconscious. In terms of the nefesh elokis, we'd call ratzon super conscious. But fine. What, what is Ratzin? It's not conscious me. Is my Ratzin affected by my <coughs> conscious behavior? Absolutely, of course it is. 100%. Right? A, person, a person acts in a certain way that will probably produce a greater subconscious desire for that thing. Since I brought it into my life, it's not part of my life. Right? Okay. It's now part of my life, so... so, so it, it, it was, became part of my conscious life, and the fact that it's part of my conscious life will affect my subconscious life. Right? That story we told about the, the shaliyah who didn't want to go skiing. Right? He said, I don't need any more taifas in the other I said, Right, I, I'm not going to have a taifa for skiing if I never skied. But okay, go skiing, I'll have a taifa for skiing. Okay, fine. I, 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 advertising. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? You see the ad for the television show on the side of the bus. What does that cause a lot of people to do? want to watch the television show, that conscious experience of seeing it produces a desire to watch it, and they might even watch it. Right? And then what? They watch it once, now what happens? Oh, they get hooked on it, they have to watch it next week. Okay, fine. That's how, that's how we work. Right? Okay, so obviously my conscious behavior affects my subconscious behavior. So in levels of soul, that was a, which is affected by my conscious activity. Again, let's go to Ruven because we're talking about negative stuff. That which is affected by Ruven's negative behavior right, is not only those aspects of the soul that were directly involved in that negative behavior, which is the conscious expression of his, of his soul, but also his, his superconscious level. Chayesha Benefesh is affected by that. There's no question. Right? It'll be harder for Chayesh ben Nefesh, which is the Ratzon for Elokus, to express itself in his, in his being, in his conscious being. There's five levels of soul, you know. On the first four levels, there's a corollary of Nefesh Abadis. Nefesh Ruach Neshava, going from the bottom up, are the three levels of soul that are clothed in the body that are responsible for action, emotion and intellect, also speech and thought. Okay? Nefesh ruach neshama. Chayesh of a nefesh, which is the level of your neshama that's basically in Gan Eden, while you're down here, so it's hanging out in Gan Eden. So that part of your neshama is, is the source of your ratzen. What ratzen? The ratzen of uh, nefesh elokis, your desire for elokis. And that will express itself in Elamizer. Right? Just like Ratzon expresses itself in terms of Gashmias. You have some desire for something. That desire is completely subconscious. It expresses itself by what? By revealing itself in conscious you. And you start to think about the desire. Now it's part of conscious you. Right? So then you make a decision. As soon as you become aware of it in conscious you, you make a decision. Do I want to be part of that or not? Do I want to express that or not? 
Right. So someone who's on a, what would be called in English a higher state of consciousness, meaning they're very conscious of what's going on in their life, as opposed to just sort of you know, sleeping through it all. Right. So someone who's very conscious will say, well, wait a second, that subconscious desire is something I'm not interested in expressing in any way, shape, or form. Go away. Not interested, not interested in thinking about you, speaking about you, or doing you. Okay. It might be that that, con- that subconscious desire takes hold of your conscious reality, and so to speak, you're not even aware of it, which is hard to imagine, but we've all experienced this. It's hard, to, it's hard to figure out, though, because after all, I'm the one thinking about it, but I'm not even really aware that I'm thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, I find myself thinking about something. Well, I don't want to think about that. Go away. Well, who is thinking about it? <laughs> How did I let myself think about something when I wasn't aware that I was thinking? Of course I was aware of it. I was just half asleep. So I wasn't on guard. I let all sorts of schmutz enter into my head that if I'd been on guard, I wouldn't have let it there. Let it go in. I wasn't. I wasn't there. Well, I have to be there. It's important to be there. Okay. So on those four levels of on those four, we I mean we were talking about the Nevesh Elokis before I got into the Nevesh Bahamas. The Nevesh Elokis. Those four levels of Nevesh Elokis, Nevesh Ruach Neshama, and 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 Chaya have an opposing force in the Nevesh Bahamas. There's negative action, there's negative emotions, there's negative intellect, there's negative speech, there's negative thought. Okay. Nefesh Ruch Neshama. There's also negative Ratzon. There's negative will. Subconscious will that's negative coming from the Nefesh Bahamas. There is no opposing force in the Nefesh Bahamas relative to Etzim and Neshama, the essence of the soul. There isn't such a thing. The essence is the essence, and it's essentially connected to a Gadish Baruch, and there's no opposing force. In Ratzon, so that's what the Rebbe is discussing, our Ratzon can be affected negatively by negative behavior. What does that mean? That means the Ratzon of the Nefesh Elokis is affected negatively, and the Ratzon of the Nefesh Bahamis is affected positively, such the Ratzon of the Nefesh Bahamis, meaning my subconscious desires for things that aren't elokus will be more powerful than my, my superconscious desires for elokus. That's what Averis do. Also affect the neshama just in terms of its basic health, not just in terms of how it affects itself, how it expresses itself. So Tshuva, the Rabbi says here, he sheveres, the different font, he sheveres u mesira es kol kashuzu. Tshuva breaks and removes all that prevents this connection. That's how Tshuva works. I mean, we explained yesterday how Yom Kippur works, but that's how the Rebbe's going back to Tshuva to emphasize how Yom Kippur works in the next three lines. Tshuva works by dealing with the levels of conscious and subconscious you that are affected by the Avera most, most powerful. So those levels of you, I mean you meaning global you, those levels of us have to be affected. How do I affect them? I do tshuva. I try to connect my conscious self to elokus, and that will also affect my subconscious or superconscious self. No question. Because that's how we work. Okay. Well, what about an even deeper, more essential cleansing. So that can only come through Yom Kippur. Ulama kapara shal Yom Kippurim. Nifeles pekach. That's brought about, Nifeles is passive of causing. I mean, it's caused by mikach from the fact. Shemi'ira darge kazu, that it illuminates this, a level like this, meaning this level. Shesham milachatchilo, that there a priori leikayim bapagam. Kanal. There is no pagam. There's nothing negative. Because as we said yesterday, what's, what's, what's Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is a revelation of Etzim and the Shema. And by Etzim and the Shema, there's no, there's no, that Itzumo Shoyeh means that third level of connection to a Kodesh Baruch which the Rebbe talks about in Oiz base. We just, we're just finishing Oiz base. So that third level of, of connection is, is revealed. And when that third level of connection is revealed, so then there's no pagam. The Moshe we used in Gashmis, Mitzad Etzim Matsias of the lung, it's pink. It can become blue.
Lichten mentioned it yesterday. Right? You might have noticed that we said that twice yesterday in, uh, in, in Slichus. The people who say Slichus this week, so that line is mentioned time after time in Slichus. We only say Slichus once on Sem Gedalia this week, but it's there. Search out Hashem where he can be found. So Chazal asks me where he can be found. He's everywhere. Right, so what Chazal say? Elu asara yomim shabein asara simei tshuva shabein bein roshonim kippur. These are the ten days between roshonim kippur. These are days where it's where where it's especially there's an especially powerful connection of of a kaddish baruch to the Jewish people, even more powerful on a certain level than Elul, which is really quite astounding. It's a very exciting time. And that's these days. But that the, the bookends of these days have something transcendent of those days of tshuva. And what's that? Etsy. Hulamaila, so this is a level beyond gammi bechinasa tshuva shabem, even beyond the level of tshuva of these days. And what's that? He's kashus etzim and the Kaddish Baruch, the connection of the essence of the soul with the Kaddish Baruch. But Rosh Hashanah, how is that expressed in Rosh Hashanah? That level of connection comes through revelation. Make me king. And he chose us. Many, many places in many Maimarim. Famous Maimarim. Famous Maimarim. The Rebbe Yivchailano. The, 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 the notion of Rosh Hashanah being a time of Bechira. The Abishta chooses the Jewish people. What's Bechira? So Bechira comes from a place beyond intellect. What's Bechira? Bechira is choice. Why did someone choose something? So if they chose it because they made an intellectual decision that this is better than that, so that's not Bechira, that's intellect. You need a car. So what do you do? So you look into, you say, okay, this is my price range. This is the size of car I need. And then you look into the relatively few cars that are you know that size and that price and you pick the best one based on what you, know, you read a few articles you talk to some people who know you, and and you say okay you know what i think the uh, i think the uh, the Hyundai is the, is the, is the best one best you know best car for its for the price and the size and okay fine can't go wrong with a Hyundai fine okay that's not Bechira, that's Seichel. That was based completely on the intellectual investigation as to which is the best car for my budget and my needs. Which color do I choose? That's Bechira. It has nothing to do with Seichel. It has to do with some essential connection to blue or green or whatever color it is. Now, there might, you might say, I don't want red. Why? Well, because red gets red cars get in more accidents than any other color car. So I don't want red car. Okay, fine. I don't know why red cars get in. That's already seichel. That's not that's not bechira. That's seichel. So there might be certain. I, I I will probably say if I live in this country, what's one of the things I'll say? What color shouldn't I want? If you have a brain, okay, red, black. Why? So hot. So hot. You don't want a dark-colored car in a country with a sun. You ever noticed how powerful the sun is in this country? It's just—it's just hot. I mean, you know, Americans go to the beach. The first time they ever go to the beach in Israel, of course, the separate one, right? They go to some beach and they hang out on the beach for three hours. They come back burnt to a crisp. If they had gone to that beach in Long Island or California or Florida, nothing would have happened to them. It really is true that the sun's rays are, are very, very, very powerful in this particular part of the world. Okay, it's just hot here. You don't want a black car. It absorbs heat. You're going to die in that thing. Okay, you'll notice most cars are light-colored cars, silver, white. Okay, fine. But within that range, I'm going to pick one because for whatever reason, I have some connection to that light blue, okay, as opposed to light green or silver, whatever. Why? Kacha. That's Bechira. The little kid who likes corn doesn't like peas. Why? Intellectual decision. Right. He's figured out the whole, you know, what corn does in his digestive thing and what, you know, what vitamins and minerals it has and he decides that he doesn't like peas and he likes corn. His brother likes peas and not corn. Why? Kacha. 
Okay, that's Bechira. So the Eivishter chose us. Why? Bechira. Bechira comes from Atzimus. It's not Seichel. He did not choose the people, the Jewish people because we're better. We're not. Right? We're special because he chose us. But he didn't choose us because we're special. We are special because he chose us. That it's special being chosen. There's no question. Right? Doesn't mean we're better. But we're special because we were chosen. There's just no doubt about that. Right? Were we chosen for a specific character attribute, like for our ability to be people? And what if he had chose Indonesians? Then who would have had that nefesh elokis? And would have been had this incredible ability to be bottom? Indonesians. Which goof gets that in the show? It's really amazing. There's something special about being chosen, there's no question, but you're not chosen because you're special. It's the other way around. My son once said something very deep about marriage, and he's right. He said uh, something about his wife. He said, She's not my wife because she's special. She's special because she's my wife. That's the way marriage works. If it's she's my wife because she's special, then I might decide she's not special someday. Maybe she won't be, because she'll be 30 pounds heavier and get wrinkles. So then she's not so special. So then she doesn't have to be my wife. No, no, no. She's special because she's my wife. That's how it works, right? Why are your children special? Because they're your children. <laughs> That's why they're special. Right? They're just special because they're your children. There's just this essential connection. It just is as no no explanation whatsoever in in, in, in intellect. The same son, once he's like a pretty interesting guy, thinks about things. Once he called me up, he had a, but I don't know, had a new kid, so we were schmoozing on the phone. Baruch Hashem, they have a lot of those, and she keeps going. So uh, he said, you know, I just find this whole thing about children fascinating. He said, well, I don't know, I remember which kid it was. Nagita was Shira. Let's say Shira. She's like number five. He says, well... So she was five. He's 35. So he was 30 years old. So he said, if it was she, the next said, say, it doesn't matter. So he said, I'm 30 years old. I've, I, I've, I've, I lived 30 years. There's this little neshama in the house who's been there a week. And I can't imagine life without her. How does that work? I lived 30 years without it, and I was fine. Now I can't imagine living without it. How does that work? And it's completely the It doesn't make any sense. But there's some... Now, that's not an essential connection like ours, connection to the Eivishter, but there's obviously some incredibly powerful connection between a parent and a child. And there is a certain level of essence, because it, it is a piece of you. I mean, it literally is. Right? But, okay... But how does that work? Just work. That's just the way it is. Right? Now, you didn't choose that child. That's not an Indian in Bechira. But it's an Indian in a connection that's so completely beyond Tom Vadas, it doesn't make any sense. Right? You'd think, you know, I'll have to get to know her. And I'll appreciate her milas. No. Not in the least. Right? Not in the least. This has nothing to do with that. Well, yes, you'll appreciate the mileage, but that has anything to do with why you love the child. It has anything to do with it. Okay, so the Abishter and us, he chose us. What's that? Where do we see that? What day? Days? Two days? It's the great, most powerful expression. That's Rosh Hashanah. That's Rosh Hashanah. And he says, and I want you to make me king. The essential connection of the subject to the king. And so that's the essential level that's revealed in Rosh Hashanah. But Yom Kippurim, 
What's Yom Kippur? The essence of the day atones. What's, what's the expression of Yom Kippur? Kapara. Why? There's a revelation of who we are in our essential state, and that state is completely and totally healthy. Essentially connected to the Abishdir. No Avera has affected that state. So the Averas just fall, like something just, you know, falling off, a, you know, descaling something. It's amazing. And just like Rosh Hashanah, in addition to the essential reality of Rosh Hashanah, which is make me king, the, 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 the expression of our essential connection to a Kodesh There's also Tshuva in Rosh Hashanah. Interesting enough, even though I, I, I assume you noticed, that on Rosh Hashanah we make no mention whatsoever of any chait that we did. In Avinu Malkeinu we leave out those words. We leave out any mention of Kapara and Mechila in, 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 in Avinu Malkeinu on Rosh Hashanah. We, we said it yesterday, but we left it out on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because it's Yem Din and we don't even mention Averis. Right? We start with Ein Lanu Mel... Oh, we blow, we, we, we blow Schaefer, we blow Schaefer, right? But we don't, we look at Avinu Malkeinu. We should have confessed silently. And we don't do it, do we? We don't do Vidu. It says Beferish in all the Svarim, even though it says yeah. we don't do Vidu. What do we do? In there, what do you do? You conjure up an image of the Rebbe. That's what you do. Because that's your etzim, Yiskashus to the Ebishtah. Because the Rebbe is the panemius of you. That's what a Rebbe is. That's why you can write a pun to a Rebbe. It's not God. He's just that place in you, the, the etzim of the Rebbe. The, 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 a Rebbe is an etzim, is a neshama klolis, and every neshama of the generation is a neshama pratis that's a piece of that neshama. So that's, you know, that's what you do at that moment. You close your eyes. You conjure up an image of your essential connection to the Abishtim. It's true, you're right, it says Vidu, but we don't, it's, it's, we do not do Vidu in Rosh Hashanah, right? You know, what's the, Avinu Malkeinu, what's the first line? Avinu Malkeinu? Okay, Beseder, what, what do you say first? No, that's not true. That's the second one. On Rosh Hashanah, that's the first. What's the first? Chatanu We sinned in front of you. We don't say that on Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> On the Avino Makenus, you know, where the Chadesh Aleinu, right? It's closer here. Right? Avino Makenu, Kasvenu, right? Kasvenu Besefer, Kasvenu Besefer Chaim Tevim, we say it. Kasvenu Besefer Gulu Yeshua, we say it. Kasvenu was safer panasa v'chalkala. We say it. Kasvenu was safer zechias. We say it. Kasvenu was safer shlichu mechila. We don't say that on on Rosh Hashanah. We don't say avinu makina chatanu lefanech on Rosh Hashanah. We're saying avinu makina every day now. Just a halachic note. You'll notice that sometimes it says chadesh, sometimes it says barech. I mean, it's really only shaykh yesterday because yesterday you might have thought, well, it's a time to see. Where I said the whole week you say chadesh aleinu shanita. You mentioned the Indian of it's it's always the side of the Sarasmechuba, Katsvenu, etc. Not Zakhrainu. Okay? It's a Sarasmechuba. Whatever it says in your city say a Sarasmechuba, that's what you say. Okay, not uh, anything else. Okay. So Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is a day of a revelation of Etzemis Kashrus. That's Tamlichuni, but it's also a day of Chuva. Shalach and Nikla Rosh Hashanah, the Cheshbon of Seis Yemei Tshuva. Rosh Hashanah is also included in the Cheshbon of Seis Yemei Tshuva, like we said earlier. In the Maimar Chazal, right? Eilu Asara Yomim Shebein Rosh Hashanah V'Yom Kippur. What do you mean? There aren't ten days between Rosh Hashanah. No, because they're days of Tshuva, but they also stand above. So they're not only days of Tshuva. The days that are only days of Tshuva are between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's where we are now. Right? We, mentioned, we mentioned last week, right? Each one of these days elevates every day of the week. Today is the day to elevate all the Yom Hamishis of the whole year. 
right? Because there's seven days. One of one day of this is the opportunity to elevate every yom every yom chamishi. The fast day is a rough day. Okay, no, you're not fasting anymore. You can probably get up and even show up in chesedus on time. There's a whole world out there. There's a whole world. They're busy WhatsApping and going meshuga. Little do they know, we're in the middle of a maimer. They're in the middle Oh, what did we say? The Rabbi Tadis, we saw it yesterday, that there's three different levels of our connection to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Mitzvah, tshuva, and etzim. So in Rosh Hashanah Kippur, there's three levels of expression. The mitzvah, shayfa, tshuva, these are days of tshuva. And in Rosh Hashanah, etzim, tamlichuni. So to Yom Kippur, three different, those three different levels of our connection to HaGadosh Baruch are expressed in Yom Kippur. Kach gam b'yom kippurim, yesh kol shleishas in yonim There's the halalu, there are these three levels. If you didn't see that, so do review. You'll see in Ois base, the Rebbe explains three different levels of our connection to Gadish Baruch Hu. Very important to know. Etzim and the Shama, from the top down, the Rebbe's starting. Etzim and the Shama, the essence of the soul, our essential connection to the Abishter, Itzumashir Mechaper. The essence of the day brings about Kapar, as we said, as we said earlier yesterday and earlier today. That what? Yom Kippur is a revelation of that level of our connection to the Abishter where Veiras don't effect, that Averas don't affect. So when that level is revealed, everything is in a state of absolute, complete, and total health. That's Etzimayim. Inyana tshuva shiyom kippur. Yom kippurim, obviously Yom Kippur is a day of tshuva. Shalachen yom kippurim, who meserus yom tshuva, and on Yom Kippur we dafka do an action of tshuva, vidui, right? Which is the mitzvah. Gam mitzvah shiyom shiyom kippurim, mitzvah satainus. Become mitzvah tshuva vavidui. There's the mitzvah of fasting, the mitzvah of clapping al chait, right? We actually do the mitzvah of tshuva. There's no, we don't blow shayfer. There's no, there's no external mitzvah, so to speak. But there's an act. There are mitzvahs of Yom Kippur. What are those mitzvahs? Those mitzvahs are all days. Are all expressions of the notion of tshuva, but they're mitzvahs themselves. So there's the tshuva, which is the panemius of it all, and there's also the mitzvah of tshuva, fasting vidui, right? So Yom Kippur also. There's the most ex- external expression, that's the mitzvah. A deeper, more internal expression, that's tshuva. And the deepest and most essential expression is etzim in the shama, the essence of the soul. Also expressed in Yom Kippur. That's why Yom Kippur, that's the Rebbe's answered our question, why Yitzim HaShayim is Mechaper. Yitzim HaShayim Mechaper means on Yom Kippur there's a revelation of our essential connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when that level of connection is revealed, there is no Avera. Because the Averas didn't reach that level. They don't affect that level. Right? Again, martial DNA. You can dye your hair blonde all day long. It doesn't affect your DNA. Your hair is still going to be black. Okay, fine. But Dover Neisaf in another way Mishtavim Yom Kippurim Rosh Hashanah. There's another way in which Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are equal. Kesheim Shibur Rosh Hashanah Bechinas Atshuva Vagam Bechinas Atam Lichuni. Just like on Rosh Hashanah, the the Bechina usually means like the quality, the reality of Tshuva. Vagam Bechinas the quality of Tam Lichuni. Baim Lidei Bitui come into a state of expression. Al yedei mitzvahs Rosh Hashanah through the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah, she mitzvahs ayim b'shefer the mitzvah of the yom b'shefer. What does shefer do? Shefer proclaims the king. Shefer is our cry of the kol demamadaka, the, the the cry from the depths of our soul and our desire to return to a kodesh baruch beyond words, beyond letters, even beyond letters. The Alter Rebbe explains in the Mimer that the Baltakeya learns before before he blows Shaif. Well, the Rebbe explains how that that any any voice that we make, so by definition it's Maluvish and an ois, some ois. E, ah, 
all are. Any, even if I'm not saying anything but that oise. So uh, there'll be an aleph. Right? Or there'll be a hey, ha, hu, ha, hu. Something. Even if I make the most primal noise, that noise is maluvish in an ice. In some letter. Schaefer is beyond that. Schaefer is the expression of the, the deepest coal imaginable. The coal in its essential pre-ice form. Before it's expressed in any letter. Your coal can't do that. Schaefer does. So the Shafer is an expression of the deepest desire of the Jew to come close to a Kodesh Baruch. It's also proclaiming the king as king. Sefer Chinuch talks about Sefer Chinuch talks about about the, the, the you know blowing the trumpet when the king is proclaimed. What do you do at a coronation? That's what you do, right? Okay. So it's like we're coronating the Abishta. the simplest level. Even though Shehem Nailim even though interesting enough, these levels of Tamlichuni and Chuva, the essential connection and the level of Chuva are higher than the mitzvah, because we said the mitzvah is the most external aspect of our of our connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right? Nice base. Let me explain that. Right? But interesting enough, the mitzvah expresses the two deeper levels of connection, the mitzvah of Shefer. The revelation of etzim and the shama shall yedei itzumel shall yei. That's an ex- that 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 is that is ultimately expressed through the essence of the day, bringing about kapara. Misbat is expressed, same word bitui. But mitzvahs yemakipurim through the mitzvahs inui. You know, I mean, it's translated in English as affliction, but affliction has, you know, it has such a negative connotation. But what does Inu mean? You don't eat. You don't eat, you don't drink, you refrain from certain physical activity. Shvisis malocha, you don't do work. Mikra kodesh, and it's a day of kedusha. You wear fine clothes. Yomtev clothes. In other words, what? How's the etzim ayyim expressed through those things? Because a person is completely transcendent to physical reality, so he has no connection to physical reality. Doesn't involve himself in the simplest level. Doesn't involve himself in normal work. Right? So that's also Shabbos. Right? Shabbos also were transcendent of normal action. So we just don't have it. there's a revelation of a level of us that's not shyach to that level of reality. Conscious you and me is generally connected to physical reality, so during the six days of, of, of the week, we involve ourselves in physical reality. Shabbos is a revelation of a, of, a, of a place in us that's transcendent to physical reality, so we don't involve ourselves in that action because it's that, that's just not who we are on that day. It's not shy, it's not relevant. Because there's a revelation of a deeper place in every single one of us, the Neshama Yaseidah. Yom Kippur, Shabbos, 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 an even higher level. The place is completely beyond the, any intellectual understanding. So it's not shayach, not only not shayach to do malacha, it's not even shayach to eat or drink in that level. Mm-hmm. Now, we wish that the conscious me would disappear so I wouldn't be affected by not eating and drinking. It might be that my legs hurt a little and my stomach grumbles a little and my head hurts a little. Okay. So when that happens on Yom Kippur, just close your eyes and say, okay, I get it. You're still there, but I'm not where you are. I'm sorry. I'm somewhere else right now. Just be quiet. You'll get yours in a few hours. Be quiet. Leave me alone. And get back to what Yom Kippur is all about. Yom Kippur is all about being in a place where eating isn't shy because you've transcended any physical state of being. There's a revelation of Etzim and the Shema. That's what's happening. And eating's not shy after that. You want to eat, so then you bring yourself back down into Gashmas. It's not where you are. I, I'm still there. I feel my ankles. I feel my knees. I feel my back. When's this guy going to stop singing so I can sit down? Right? Might even feel your head. Oh, I drink too much coffee. I have a headache. Okay. So it's there. It disappears. It doesn't disappear. Just tell it to be quiet. Leave me alone. Go away. It's just not there right now. 
That's Yom Kippur. So the Rebbe just said, the gili of Etzim and the Shama is, is, is expressed by virtue of the fact that we don't do all those things that we don't do on Yom Kippur because there's a revelation of Etzim and the Shama and those things aren't Shaya. Who's going to eat? There's a pitgam. I don't remember the exact about the two days, the two biggest fast days. I think Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. So one, I think by Yom Kippur it says, "Who wants to eat?" I mean, you're in this elevated state. Who wants to come back down into such a corporeal state and eat something? And on, and on Tisha B'Av, who can eat? That from someone, and it's there's a truth to it, but certainly about Yom Kippur. Right. Who wants to eat? Who, who, why would I want to put myself in a place that's so connected to physical reality when the Abishter is giving me an opportunity <coughs> to be so connected to him in such a transcendent state? Now, sometimes you connect to him through physicality, but say, okay. So don't do that in Yom Kippur. That's not what Yom Kippur is about. No, I know that's about it. Aren't you supposed to be connected on physicality? Well, yeah, except when he says you're not. Then he knows, right? No, no, no. I learned in Siddhis that physicality is where you're really connected to the Abishas. So I'm going to eat on Yom Kippur because you're really you're going to elevate the food because that's what... Okay, good, 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 sonny. Good, good, go, go hang out and play in your sandbox. No. The Abishas said, you really want to connect to me? Don't eat. Don't drink. Completely transcend physical reality for a day. Nothing will happen. It's an amazing day. I remember once hearing a Rav give a speech. I don't remember anything about the Drusha, but I remember the last line. The last line he said, it was a very powerful line. He said, Yom Kippur isn't a day, it's an opportunity. Have an opportunity to be unbelievable. To push it, connect to the essence of your being. It's revealed. It's there. It's mamish hitting you over the head like a baseball bat. So do I open up to that, or do I get stuck in my own little physical hang-ups about the fact that I've got an ingrown toenail, so I can't relate to Etsum today? Oh, but I have a headache. So I have a headache. We all get headaches. How can you not get a headache? You don't eat for 26 hours. Of course, you're going to get a bit of a headache. What's the big deal? Make sure you, I mean, the food is not the issue. Make sure that you, that you drink a lot, Arab Yom Kippur. Just, you know, hydrate. Because right? you don't, I mean, you can get, God, God forbid, dehydrated. And then, and then your physical body takes over and you can't take advantage of the day. So you just sort of sit there and moan and groan and feel sorry for yourself and wait for it to end. And it ends. And, and you really don't feel good. Okay, say to this, it's fine. Okay. So it's a pain. Why? Why? It's just, you know, it's, it's a mamisha chaval. And it can happen. It happens to everybody. At some point, everybody goes through a Yom Kippur where they really just don't feel well, okay? And it's hard to take advantage of what's going on. So we don't want that to happen. But, but I mean, some people turn it into just this, this you know, this, this incredible self absorption of the fact that I'm hungry. So what? Imagine, you know, I mean, I, I mean I just stomach, a, a powerful event in, in life. I don't know, your, your wife is in there giving birth to your first child and it's taking a few hours and you, oh, gee, I'm hungry, I think I'll go out to dinner. So the guy leaves and goes out to dinner because he's hungry. Are you crazy? What's he going to think about being hungry? I mean, it's three in the morning. Yes, he's tired. He's not tired. He's not hungry. He's not anything. He's just focused on one thing. How's she doing in there? <laughs> What's happening? He's saying his tehillim, doing his thing. She's in there doing her thing. And uh, it's about the Shem. It all works out. She's worried about being hungry. He's going to get a, go get a sandwich. Sometimes there's things a little more important than a sandwich. Afal Pekain. Let's finish up the Dalit. Afal Pekain, Emeritza Gemara. The Gemara says, Shagam Rebbe. Even Rebbe. <coughs> Now, of course, Rebbe's position was, of course, that you don't even have to do tshuva to tap into Itzumo Shoyim, right? The Rebbe, our Rebbe, explained the, the, the Machlekes. The Machlekes, the Chochomim and Rebbe, the Chochomim say you have to do tshuva in order for Itzumo Shoyim to be Mechapa. 
Right? And Rebbe said, Rebbe, right? Rebbe Udanasi says that you don't have to do tshuva. Yitzhim Hashem is mechapi even without tshuva. Right, we paskin like the Chachamim, that you have to do tshuva. Okay. Fine. But what's the machlekes? So the Rebbe explained. Our Rebbe explained that the machlekes is not whether Yitzhim Hashem mechaper. Everybody agrees Yitzhim Hashem mechaper, that the essence of the day brings about atonement. The question is, how do you access Yitzhim Hashem? So according to, according to the Chachamim, you have to open the door. How do you open the door? You do tshuva. And then you reach a state completely transcendent of your tshuva. And Rabbi says, no. Rabbi says, no, you don't have to do anything. Just now, but the Rabbi's going to say, but don't break Yom Kippur. Afal Pikein, Emeris, Gemara, the Gemara says, same Gemara that brings the Machlekes. That's why the footnote is one, because it's the foot, first footnote in the, in the Sikh. Shigam Rabbi. Rabbi Yudan Nasi, a saver who holds that the essence of the day brings about Kapari even without Tshuva. He agrees that in the affairs that a person did on Yom Kippur itself, if he didn't fast on Yom Kippur, obviously Yom Kippur doesn't affect that. Why not? Well, because he's made it not Yom Kippur relative to that event. That's interesting. The Rebbe doesn't talk about other Aveyus. But those Aveyus, obviously Yom Kippur isn't going to help. Why not? Well, I've, 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 I've uprooted the Yom Kippur of it all by sitting down and having a meal. Because the essence of the day, that's what makes the not fasting Aveyus. What makes eating a problem? The fact that there's a revelation of etzimayim, that's why eating is a problem. Right? So if I eat, so then I've, I've sort of negated the whole revelation of itzum shalyer. The lechach and lechain, therefore, ain't a shayich shu Therefore, it's not shayich that the essence of the day will, will bring about kapara for eating on Yom Kippur. Because eating Yom Kippur is a complete and total negation of the etzim of the day. Now, it is interesting that the Rebbe does not say anything about other Avengers. Right? Wait, what about the Averas he did three days ago? That seems to be Yitzhah Mishayim and the Yizmechaper, according to Rebbe, which is astounding. But the Averas of Yom Kippur itself, well, how can Yom Kippur uproot those Averas? Right? That, when he's sitting there and eating that sandwich, so then it's not Yom Kippur, Pashat. Because it's, it's Yom Kippur that makes this event a non-Yom Kippur event. So then it's Taka. Right? Okay. We'll finish, we'll finish Be'ezhem on Sunday. The Rebbe's going to explain one more thing. He's going to talk about the davening on Yom Kippur and how the davening on Yom Kippur represents and reflects these different levels of, of uh, mitzvah, tshuva, and essence, most particularly Yitzhumu Shalom. see that on a Sunday, and that'll be the end. And then we have what, Monday? Just Monday. Tuesday? Tuesday night is Yom Kippur. Okay, so we have a Sunday. We'll finish this Sunday. Monday, we'll do something. We'll pick something short on Sukkot. We'll find something, a little piece in a mimer on Sukkot, something like that.